Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Danielle, and you've clicked play on Earwolf Presents. Welcome. Each week, you'll either hear a special episode from an existing Earwolf podcast or something completely original and brand new. Today, our show, Bitch Sesh, where my co-host Casey and I unpack the latest episodes from Real Housewives on Bravo, any of the series. In this episode, we talk to Vanessa Bayer, who's hilarious, and it has some amazing impressions of the... Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's incredible. We were also humbled by the moving response to Casey's Fish Spongy's devastating, sudden passing, violent passing, and read moving letters from listeners detailing the deaths of their own beloved beta fish. So it's quite an episode. We really get into some stuff. And for more on what happened to Casey's Fish, check out episode 217 with Jarrett Weisselman. Enjoy it, guys. Hi, Danielle. Good morning, Casey. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling fine. You know why? Why? Because I'm no longer in Studio City. What? <laughs> oh, Danielle. <gasps> to see you in a new place in the Zoom, I even feel more light. First of all, this is what I'm seeing is a better energy. Tell everyone what's happened. I'm feeling a better energy. It, Can I Danielle, say? I'm serious. And all I see is a treadmill in the background. <laughs> Look, not everything's not in its place. So, but I love it. But I will say, you so you've shamed moved. me. Let's I've just, moved. Yes, you shamed me time and time again, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of that shame brought about lightness, which is strange because usually shame throws someone into the dark, as right. we know, and right. they usually fall apart and you know yes, go inward, feel traumatized. Yes, exactly. But your shame brought about a change. <laughs> Okay. Now, when you decided to move, I'm just genuinely curious. At points where you guys like, we should keep looking in Studio City or was it not even an option? It wasn't even an option, Casey. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, God. Didn't even look in the Zillow of that zip code. <laughs> wow. Now again, it's a nice area if you live there. And I do know some friends that live there that listen to the podcast. And I love Including, you guys. isn't that haunted house that... <laughs> That you heard about where someone's yes. daughter changed into a creature from the beyond. Also um, Studio was... City. <laughs> you know, I don't, don't know and what again, to say. It gave me many good years. And I will say this. On my last night in there, because it was two nights ago, 
Um, so I'm mid move, but we have now sleeping in the new house. My last night, I did thank the house. I said, thank you for taking care of us during this pandemic, for putting a roof over our heads, for protecting us during this year, yeah. a place to, because we did, you know, we barely left the house in the yes, last year. No, I mean, and so I, and then, you know, other sort of hard times that I had been through with my family and, and stuff, this house was a shelter for me. Mm. And so I thanked it. I kissed a wall. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> yes, I did, Aww. Casey. Because I thought That's to myself, so nice. I want to thank this place that has sheltered myself and my family um, for these last few years, especially this last year where it really was, you know, shelter in a storm. Yes. So I did thank the house. I didn't thank Studio City. I said, bah, you know, off off with you, Studio City. <laughs> yeah, you stay here, Booker DiPrepo. Yes, you stay here, Valley, Valley, Valley. Um, well, your house was beautiful. And thank you. You're right. Everything you're saying uh, is very touching. And I loved your house, but I'm glad you're in this new beautiful house for new memories. And- new memories. And it feels lighter. It feels brighter. A new day is dawning. So I feel really good. Um, So that's what's going on with me. Uh, Thank you for your shame and your pressure because it really got me to a new place. So anyone that tells you, What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) I don't know the lyrics. Whatever those words are, then that other part. Um, How are you, Casey? I'm great. You know, um, I do want to point out one quick coincidence. Yes, Danielle, that, you know, sometimes something happens, you know, I'm very into the magic of synchronicity. Yes. And <laughs> it's really all I've built my life around that philosophy of like, you know, little points of connection and odd things and nothing being a coincidence. And mm-hmm. I don't think this is a coincidence, what Let I'm about to it. share. As you know, as many of you all, <laughs> you know, and I'm sorry to keep saying it just quickly. So my book is coming out on May 4th. Now, that is a date that HarperCollins picked for me, which I accepted happily. Gracefully. Grace, graciously. I said, yeah. yes, thank you. Only to find out. I mean, I'm smiling from ear to ear. What? That I share my publishing date. I share a date with some other ladies. Who? And that is the cast of The Real Housewives of New York. <gasps> air date. Stop. That Premier is date. Premier date and published date. May 4th. That is no coincidence. This was set in the stars. I mean, and, and, and like you're thinking about it, you're like, there's a lot. There are teams of light and our archangels and God, whomever you're, the universe, anyone. People looking down upon us. And I guess that's what they're working on. Up there. <laughs> Look, there are other things to be working on. They did work on a vaccine, and I'm very excited about that. But and this, this is right up there. This is up there. <laughs> this is up there. Casey, this is no accident. This is no coincidence. Yes. This is set in the stars. It's almost like, okay, we need these two works, these two um, <laughs> prize winning. Yes. yes. This these artistic debu- creations. Debuts. Debuts out into the world. At the same so. time. Wow. Casey, this is huge. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. So this is huge. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I mean, I don't Thank know. Thank you, universe. Which one I'm more excited about. Thank you, universe. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, grandma. Thank you, grandpa. Thank yes, you. Thank you all. out there. Thank you, spongy. Hmm. Well, I don't think he wasn't. Maybe he died for a reason. <laughs> he died for our sins. <laughs> he died for our sins, and he also died for a reason to make this happen. Maybe he was the the key that unlocked this. You think Spongy speared himself to get yes. up there and shake up the book world? 
Yes. We don't know. We didn't know when the debut of New York was. We and didn't. Fa- we didn't know. No, because we don't really find out until about we a month before. No, we don't. Yeah. And the fact that he was up there working in your favor, just like many before him, like Joan of Arc and many before that have sacrificed their lives for other greatness to for me because this is the high me to just simply be able to say for one second hey these are the same day so i yes. guess i hope swenji you're looking down or up because we don't know what he's more done in the water we don't know before what he did before he came to you we don't know what sort of sins he committed speaking of spongy danielle before yes. we start we have such a wonderful guest coming out very really very quickly do. but I don't think it's an it's an exaggeration to say I've received hundreds of DMs. I've received letters. I've received emails about the passing of Spongy Wilson Casp. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you also hyphenated his last name. Very generous to throw my husband's name in there. Let me tell you. Um, Danielle, you all wrote out, reached out. When I tell you, I have been screaming with laughter reading <laughs> i asked some of you who i could read them on the podcast some of you i didn't so i'm actually probably just not going to say names because i don't remember who i asked and who i didn't but mama got very deep as matt mcconkey quotes of the bachelor which you know i never watched but this is killing me i got 10 toes on the ground into these dms because wow danielle and They're and i've sent some impressive. to you i think yes. we just need to read just Let's snippets just read a few. of everyone and what their connection to <laughs> Their own betta fish. These are. <laughs> this is solely about betta fish. So if you're not interested in betta fish content, then you might want to <laughs> skip ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Danielle. Oh, these are you so start us off? wild. Yes. Okay. This person is saying everything went to my mom. I guess about betta fish and her siblings because their mom, aka my great grandmother's only child, my grandmother had passed a few years earlier. My mom's youngest sister took the fish, which my mom and her four other siblings were more than okay with, and loved that thing until it died. When it died, she was so distraught that she had it cremated. <laughs> <laughs> now it's in a tiny urn on my aunt's mantle directly next to an urn containing some of my mother's ashes. A tiny urn. That's a small urn. Oh Someone says, Casey, I too had a deep connection to my fish, Mookie. He supported me during a college breakup, survived an unfortunate incident where I left him in my car and he froze and then came back to life and came with me to law school. I bought him a new castle and he was severed. Devastating. Still 15 years later. I believe he is my guardian angel now. Listen to this one. Okay. This will sound crazy, but he recognized my voice and could distinguish it from other people. And he liked to be pet. I put my finger in the top of his tank and he would swim up to my finger and literally use it to pet himself like a cat. Mm. <laughs> I've had a lot of fish and other pets over the years, but Rasputin, P.S., a horrible, horrible man, and I were BFFs and he still is one of the smartest animals I've ever had. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Someone says, I felt a strong bond with my fish smackers. Smackers. He smacked his lip at, lips at me when he was hungry, but died a very sad death, freezing to death when the electricity went out after Sandy. Real pain. Sorry for your loss. He froze to death. I mean, you know, Sandy affected us all, Danielle. In different ways. I love that he froze. I mean, I don't love that he froze to death, but I've heard that is the one of the most terrible deaths you can have. So that's a really tough spot. 
<laughs> so sorry. Smackers. Just sorry, smackers. Okay. Oh, I'm so connected to my beta fish bus. I don't know that the, these connections are light that gets created outside you from two beings. That light will shine brightly into eternity. Says, I'm so sorry about Spongy. It doesn't matter what anyone says. Your feelings are real and not ridiculous. It was once explained to me by a Buddhist monk. Each life force contains the spark of God, death, universe. Our connection with another is the recognition of God spark and vice versa. So regardless what anyone says, you know, this connection was real and it lifted your heart and soul. Thank you to whoever wrote this. And then she beautifully links it up with my back issues, which I appreciate. (laughs) Your back issues could be connected to Spongy's passing. The metaphysical attribution of the back is support and foundation. And sometimes our bodies need some time to release the energy and issues we are experiencing. Wow. Wow. This is Casey. I bought a beta fish named Beetlejuice a month before the world shut down. So perhaps that's why I'm a helicopter mom who talks to him. Make sure (laughs) he is alive every time I pass and have made my mother and 90-year-old grandmother FaceTime him multiple times. R.I.P. Spongy. (laughs) Someone says, Casey, I just lost my beta fish two weeks ago. I relate to everything you said. Each morning I would wake up and he would come over and greet me. We were connected. I would carry him (laughs) I would carry him down to sit by my desk and we would just stare at each other. I trained him to use a leaf ham so he could relax. A leaf hammock? (laughs) (laughs) So he could relax. He passed while I was visiting my parents and my roommate was watching him. She frantically FaceTimed me to tell me and we had to have a proper flushing funeral over the phone while I sang in the arms of the angel. (laughs) (laughs) Again, we're laughing because I'm crying with you. She said it's a sad way to say goodbye to the love of my life during a pandemic. Thank you for that. Beautiful. Okay, my husband came home with Pop-Tart the beta fish after a trip to Petco. Apparently, Petco no longer sells plain goldfish. And $120 later, we had Pop-Tart. Okay, cut to me and only me taking care of this goddamn fish, changing the water, getting the thermometer and the water heater, getting a little castle for him to swim in and other accoutrements, trying to cure him of swim bladder disease. Mm, <laughs> a lot of people wrote By about By feeding that. him thought-out pea cut into tiny pieces. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did feeding with hands, such as this woman. Beta fish rescue story. Years ago, I had a blue beta named Griswold. My husband and I had two dogs, but Grizz was all mine. We left for a long vacation and I prepped Grizz with fresh water and time release food tabs, as I'd done many times in the past. After 10 days, we returned. Grizz was barely alive, thin, lethargic, barely swimming. Upon investigation, I discovered the time release food tabs had malfunctioned and Grizz was starving. Here's where I became a fish first responder. I grabbed his pellets, crushed them up with a spoon. I got my net. I scooped Grizz to the top and proceeded to spoon feed my fish. I pushed him around the net to circulate water into his gills and fed him some more. And after quite some time, I decided to give him a break. Slowly, Grizz regained health and thrived another several months before succumbing to what I believe had been chronic injuries due to that traumatic event. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I mean, we also have a very good story from Caitlin, you know, basically our producer and editor, Caitlin, yes. who is... Well, she tells us about her friend who reached out to her uh, upon hearing th- this and that at one point, Nicole was working in the army in Afghanistan and had a beta fish that passed. Yeah. And they were able to give the beta fish because it was a sea creature. They wanted to get someone from the sea, a naval officer, and they were able to give it a proper naval funeral, like Mm -hmm. a four-star salute (laughs) naval funeral. Fish. Day is done. Gone. Gone the fish. (laughs) Someone says, Casey, I had a beta fish named Princess Dandy Rich Brandywine. A la Sex in the City. Just love that spunky girl. I used to travel with her. She had a small cup between my legs and she would ride with me on long car rides. A true little trooper buddy. R.I.P. Spongy. (laughs) 
have really lost their minds. First, I'm first and foremost sorry for the loss of Spongy. I had a beta named Uncle Jesse for almost two years. We would listen to the Beach Boys together, and he would dance when I sang for him. Our bond was unlike anything I've ever known. And when he died a week before my 21st birthday, I was devastated. Going out to celebrate my birthday was bittersweet. And after many shots, I found myself weeping, wishing Uncle Jay was there. And if he were was, I would have brought his tank to the bar. The 14th anniversary of Uncle Jesse's passing is very difficult each year. <laughs> My husband looked at a fish and I couldn't bring myself to buy one because I don't think my heart can love another one. It is a true bond. Take your time to grieve. What? Thank you, Becca. I will. I will. One woman says that she witnessed at her husband's mother's funeral. Her husband did not shed one tear, but wept, wept during the funeral of their beta fish. This is all misplaced grief. Can I? Many people have rescued they're fish with bare hands. Many of them have jumped out onto the carpet. Some of them have lived for a while on the carpet. Danielle, someone Didn't says... you tell me about someone who gave CPR to the fish? That's right. And someone says, um, two days later, my fish jumped, uh, committed suicide, jumped out on the tank onto the floor. We found his body. And to this day, we don't know if he had gone mad from the toilet water. There had been another incident. <laughs> I carry with that, that with me every day. Light for spongy. Light for spongy. Someone says, I cried like a baby when my daughter's beta fish, Charlie, died. His tank was in the kitchen and I talked to him all the time. This was two years ago and I still miss him. I had a funeral for him in our yard in Kansas. None of my three daughters attended. The next day, I saw a coyote dig him up and eat him. No! <laughs> I'm convinced his little fish soul joined with the coyotes and he is running through the farm fields of Kansas free and happy. Run free, Charlie. <laughs> Run no, look, you know, and I really like where she's had to go to make that work, you know? Yeah, that last one, Danielle, uh -huh. from Dan. Hi, Casey. As a fellow Scorpio, I've always felt a strong connection with your comedic perspective. Thank you, Dan. I wanted to send my condolences on your recent loss. My secret shame is that I had a beta fish that was also the longest and healthiest relationship I've ever had. I'm not proud of this, but I actually had a built-in water garden that would use my fish's tank to grow grass that I would then put in my smoothies every morning and eat. Ew, no, I'm not proud of you that. Not. Okay, that's like Dan, a sidebar. I'm not proud Dan, of that. We've got, you've got some dietary issues. You should not be eating things that have been in a bowl with a fish. Yeah. After three years, I decided to add a SpongeBob castle, but it was toxic. And my friend was dead by the time I woke up. All of this is to validate your morning and say, I understand how you feel. Gone too soon. Dan, you have bigger problems. <laughs> You've got bigger fish to fry yes, here, I say. Yes, do. And I feel like we should just, you know, you could just go to a smoothie shop or, you know, make it in a blender. I don't think we need Jamba juice, Dan. Yeah, there's easier ways to get your fruit in the morning, Dan. No, Danielle, the final one is more, it's not it's really a story about someone's beta fish, but just sort of a message to me to make, and this I've been carrying around, and I want to thank um, the writer of this came to our email account. This person just said, listen, you should know it's very unlikely your fish died because of the grass you put in. He probably died of something else and fell on the grass once dead. Most fish don't float away right away when they die unless they have air in their body for some reason. So depending on the type of beta you had, Japanese fighter fish, he may have had a condition when you brought him home already. If anything, this is what he says, Danielle, if anything, your care and love helped him feel incredibly comfortable in the last days. And I hope this makes you feel better. And it does. Sincerely, Jesus L. It does Jesus because... The fact that I he's named would, Jesus... I bet this is Jesus writing. I was going to say, again, 
No coincidence. No nope. <laughs> Danielle. But Jesus himself. If anything, I made him feel more comfortable. Now, again, he was speared. But maybe he was speared, speared post-mortem. That's right. Is what we're hoping. You know, there's internet sleuths. If you've seen the Cecil Hotel, if you've seen, you know, right now, a lot of us out there are trying to kind of recreate scenes, crime scenes, mm-hmm. you know, and we're putting things together. So I appreciate that type of investigative yeah, work. Yeah, that is, to make you feel better, I mean, can I ask you a question? What might help us solve it is when he was speared, and here's something mm. I don't know how much fish bleed, but when he was speared, if blood came out, he might have been alive, perhaps? Do fish have blood in them? I guess they do, I huh? think they do. No, I didn't see that. If anything, he did look a bit like nestled in amongst, but again, as I mentioned, the, the grass was all different levels. <laughs> and I took photos of that grass. I'm going to post that in my Instagram stories at Casey Rose Wilson. I don't think it's ready for the grid. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't thank everyone enough for your letters. I They made me laugh so hard. There's a lot. I think this really touched a nerve, these little, these little guys. Yeah, they did. No, I, oh, and touched some funny bones <laughs> for some of us. <laughs> some of us, Danielle. But again, I let Danielle read some of these, even though she did not you know, she was on the wrong side of history on this I one. I was. Casey said, these people have showed me more love. Strangers on the street have shown me more love in Fishy's demise or Spongy's demise than than I seem to have been able Spongy, to. Spongy, Danielle. What did I call him? Spongy. A fishy. Fishy. <laughs> I mean, it's all Let's take a break, Danielle, please. please. So please. we can come back with a guest. And Lord, lift us up where we belong. We're going to move forward into this brave new world. And just so everyone knows, I haven't even unplugged my fish tank. It's still bubbling and gurgling as it was. Lit up with that fluorescent. Pink Are you going to bring another gravel. fish into his? Danielle, how dare you, Danielle? Sorry. I hate when a pet dies, and that's what people want to jump in with when the next one. You're right. We're sitting in the discomfort, Danielle. I'm not that uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. <laughs> We're back. Oh, yes, we are with an amazing guest. Now, this is a guest that we've had on the podcast before, and she's a delight and a treat. Uh, this is a friend of mine. She is a comedic legend. An Emmy Award nominee. How about that, Danielle? How about that? She is an actress known for Saturday Night Live, Will and Grace, the greatest movie of all time. Barb and Star go to Vista Ugh, Del Mar. How so dare you funny. if you haven't seen it? Guys, it's the funniest movie, and this woman is so fucking funny. Absolutely. She co-created and stars, hello, in the new Showtime comedy pilot, I Love This For You. She's also a writer of the children's book, How Do You Care For A Very Sick Bear? Please welcome our friend, the lovely, gorgeous Vanessa Bayer. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. And what an intro. Wow, we're big fans and big friends. And and (laughs) same to you. <laughs> what an intro for 8:42 in the morning. It's early. Ooh, it's early, guys. <laughs> we started this podcast at 8:42 at night like 5 years ago and it's just crept earlier and earlier. We just become mothers and we're just like we can't we can't stay up at 8:42 at night. Uh-uh. Vanessa, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm great. How are you guys doing? Not well. <laughs> Not good. Vanessa, can we just open with a little discussion? The Real Housewives of New York trailer came to us. Mm-hmm. Came to us like a beacon of light yes. this week. Yes. What do you think? I'm just thrilled. I'm excited. Um, 
it just sounds like everybody is going to be themselves on a 10 this coming season. Really? And we have a new player amongst us, Ebony K. Williams, who looks like a great addition. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Even her facial expression. And I'm sure they edited this, but it just killed me when um, Leah was like, you're a hoe and you're a hoe and you're a hoe. (laughs) Ebony looked like she's bringing fun. It looks like we're going to have a lot going on between her and Miss Ramona. I expect nothing less. Oh, <laughs> and she's the first woman of color in New York on the series, which is a lot of pressure for her, too. I'm sure she's just like, oh, great. Right. That's a lot, everybody. <laughs> but she is coming in with power and smarts and beauty. All my favorite housewives qualities. Honesty. Unfortunately, she seems to be followed by Heather. Why is she back? <laughs> no one. The person no one asked for Miss Holla Heather. Um, what's her? I wanted to call her brand Tidy Whities, but that's not what it was called. What's her brand? Yummy Tummy. Yummy, yummy Tummy. Yeah. <laughs> some sort of alliteration. Do you think when Skims came out, it took business from Yummy Tummy, or is Yummy Tummy have its own like little t- you know group? Is Yummy Tummy post Skims or pre? Away oh, pre Skims. Wait, do you oh. guys mean Spanx? No. So there oh. is Spanx, then there's Skims, and then there's Yummy Tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried Yummy Tummy. I did like it. Did you? Yeah. I got like a skirt slip from them once, like on Amazon, I think. And it did roll. It rolled in a way that... Ooh. Meaning... It wasn't. It, <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody wants their Yummy Tummy to roll. There's literally nothing more indicting for a, like those types of products to say it rolls. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, you put the fucking nail in there. Coffin when I was like... <laughs> Well, I do think, I mean, it, well, here I'm going back on my words and saying, I think a skirt slip is hard. Hard. Not for Spanx, it's not. Got it, got it. It feels like I've been wearing sweatsuits for two years. So that's maybe why I. <laughs> yes. I haven't been in a Spank in, God, in a Such year. A long, yeah, yeah. I, because there's been no need to spank it up, you know. I'm in mm-hmm. hundreds. I On the show I'm on, this always makes me laugh. And I feel like this would never happen to you. But whenever I get to my trailer, whatever show I'm on, the costume designer has put out an amount of spanks to cover every <laughs> ounce of my body. They're like, here's a spank for your finger. Here's one for your forearm. They're like, here's one for your shoulder blade. I'm like, guys. Does everything need to be kept in? One will do. <laughs> That's really funny. That does happen to me, too. They're like, we know you're going to want this. Like, I, want, well, I do. But, I'll never forget yeah. when we saw Shannon Bedore in a full, like a, a a suit of armor of Spanx where it was like every co- remember when she was like in Mexico and every like and we've Inch. all been there but I've just never seen it like on somebody else in fr- like really like laid bare like a body mm-hmm. armor of Spanx it was a shock to just yes. see it <laughs> live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see what we women must put ourselves through on yeah. a daily basis it was tough should we get into Atlanta this week? Yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited for New York. I'm really excited to see this friendship between Leah and Ebony. I was uh, just quickly one name. The only name I care about this year is Garth. And that's it. <laughs> Garth. <laughs> Garth. Garth. I mean, I'm just excited to see my friends again. That's how I felt. Yes. Like I was just like new and old. And Ebony felt like an old friend. too. Yes. You're right. I just want to see my friends again. After this year, it's like we're all reconnecting after this year. And it's time to see them. Remember, yes. Danielle, in the beginning of the pandemic, and I mean three weeks into it, we had got our ring lights out and we were on Watch What Happens Live with with, with Sonia, Sonia, who oh, was juicing. That was 
so fun to watch you guys on that. Thank you. Well, Vanessa, you have a tour de force. Will you express, oh. sorry to go off topic here, but tell us what you did on Watch What Happens Live, please, oh, so- the last time you were on it, and everybody <laughs> needs to look it up. You both reached out to me. You both This was the performance of the year. I hope you win Emmys. Me too. Tonys. Fill Oscars, us in, please. Nobel Prizes. Okay, well, I was watching Salt Lake and I found Lisa's voice to be very easy to mimic. And I was like starting to do it to my friends, I guess, over the... I I was watching myself. I don't know how I would... But I started, I guess, like doing it back to the TV a little bit and stuff. And then (laughs) then I... And I actually was really like... And then I sort of started doing Whitney and I sort of did Meredith too, but I don't think it was as good. But um, I was really hoping to have some kind of a... Uh, platform to do them on. And so I actually mm-hmm. was thinking, because I was initially supposed to do Bitch Sesh earlier. So I was thinking I would maybe do it on Bitch Sesh. And then I got asked to do Watch What Happens Live to, mm-hmm. to promote Barb and Star. And so and we I lose a lot of big stories to the other journalists. You know, <laughs> yes, yes, we're used yeah. to it. They scoop us. They yep. sometimes Watch What Happens Live scoops us. And that's, that's right. tough. But, <laughs> but, you know, they came first, just like skims to yummy tummy. They came first. And so we, of we, course, we, of we course, we'll be nipping at their heels soon. <laughs> like the Today Show is going to get toppled by GMA. Go uh, on. Well, well, I immediately said to them, because I always feel like they like they like if you can bring your own stuff to that show. So I said to the Watch What Happens Live people, I do an impression of of Lisa and of Whitney, if like, and I'd be happy to do them on the show. Basically, like, let me do them. They were like, great. And then I thought I like sort of worked on my own like sort of monologues for each one okay and then they were like (laughs) they were like will you just do this scene between the two of them and I was like oh yeah of course like yeah yeah I didn't work on this whole other thing (laughs) um, (laughs) right I didn't spend hours preparing Marco following with my friend Julie and yeah. um yeah so anyways and so then they they asked me to do that and so I practiced it for my friend Julie and my manager Dan who I was like is this as good as my monologues and they were like yes it's fine. they were like well regardless it's what they've asked you to do <laughs> yeah they were like don't you're gonna look insane if don't you go start. off don't go off on your own it's a half hour yeah. show it's kind of more bite size that <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. your monologues were 30 minutes each so just <laughs> cut them down cut them down although you know on this show we've got all the time in the world <laughs> But anyways, so then I <laughs> then I did it on the show and I it was so much fun and more people reached out to me about it than I would have ever expected. I had to take t- I literally had like the minute it was over I took to the email. <laughs> like <laughs> Thank you. I was it was really fun. It to- was like very... they give those guest star Emmys at the um, you know, like Maya always gets like an Emmy for like guesting on SNL or whatever. And I feel like you deserve one for this. I'm just that's put, very nice uh, for, for your consideration. You. I'm gonna take out an ad. <laughs> it was so fun, and I was so. And then I became obsessed with like seeing if they would comment on it. And Lisa, they they did. They <laughs> they. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're thrilled with what happened. Yeah, what it, it feels was like it like a heart, more. a thumbs up. Well, I got, yes, I got kind of like a nice comments from Lisa and Whitney, sort of. I followed both of them. Lisa followed me back. Whitney did not. Which is kind of the opposite of how I would have thought that would have gone down. No, Lisa is a star No, Lisa is like, I'm the Sundance queen. Like, of Mm -hmm. course she knows who you are. Whitney is up in the clouds. Like, she doesn't know what's happening day or night. Well, she knew enough to kind of comment on what I had done, but not. I'm with you, Vanessa. Yeah, she knew enough. Yeah. 
And then what were the comments? Could I just any? I'm trying to remember. They like let they sort of like them. Uh, I feel like Whitney's comment was more like haha, but like less into it. Like Lisa, I feel like loves to be you know part of the conversation. I think she loves yeah, to be like. Right. You know. I feel like Whitney would give the like hot pink heart that has like the radiating heart. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's Whitney's main emoji. Main emoji. Can I yeah. do my monologues for you guys? I'm going to do them for you. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> thrilled. We didn't the know I was going to ask, but sometimes, not that people are asking me, but I get like annoyed when people ask me to do an impression like out of nowhere on the spot because I only really do one and that's why I was fired from SNL. But <laughs> you, I forgot, have succeeded on that platform and are a great impression. But you guys, I do feel like, I, I feel like so weird asking to do them, but I- Are you please. kidding? We just, we need this. Okay. I've never okay. been more excited. I'm putting down my mic and just <laughs> no, watching. It's, it's definitely going to disappoint you. Who will you be hearing from first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's here with us today? Who's here with okay. us? <laughs> Who am I looking at? Okay. Okay. First, I'm going to do the Lisa I worked on, which these, I called them monologues. They're very short. Okay. The Lisa was something like, Oh, something like it was, it was, oh, you know exactly <laughs> what it's like. I'm sorry, I, I truly wish I had, I practiced for the podcast, but um, oh god, to ask I'm, us and not to practice. <laughs> and it's a bold yeah. swing. Seems like you okay. both practiced and didn't ask on Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> okay, okay. I love Sundance. It is my favorite thing in the world. It goes Sundance, and then my kids, and then my husband, and then everything else. I love Sundance so much. It is my favorite thing in the world. Nothing else is as important. I don't know. I It was something it's like amazing. that. That something was amazing. Like that. You literally sound just like Lisa was with us. She was. You, she, she came through. She came she, through like a here. spirit. She's here. Wow. <laughs> Vanessa, that that's so fucking good. good. Is Whitney here? Wait, okay. Whitney's, this is drunk Whitney. I'm a truth seller. I'm, and, and I just want you to know that I will always tell you the truth. And if you, and, and I'm not a swinger. And I just want you to know that I'm a true friend. And, and if you think that, I'm, and it's like, so I can't remember. That big that's, uh, that's so good. And the fact that you called her a truth seller and not a truth <laughs> and a swinger. I can't remember her phrases that she used to no, like when that it, was she so has and I know I'm gonna hear it about women and their voices and, and this and that, but she has such a dumb voice. <laughs> and I actually don't think she's dumb, but her voice is so She actually has the same voice kind of as Brandy and Stephanie. They all have the yes. same voice. They all have those sort of like yes. cut off from the rest of the Roddies. Yes. Yeah. The voices. Vanessa, wow. wow. That was thank Can you. Can I do thank my you. Meredith for you two that never oh, made it to air? Okay. <laughs> yes. This is the only place where this yes. is. See, this is where this content lives oh and dies, but lives. <laughs> okay, this is going to be not as good. Honestly, if they want to talk about me or my husband, I will disengage. It's not a question of what we did when we did it i will disengage no matter what if you talk about my marriage or my kids or my husband i will disengage <laughs> that is your best one that really yes it's so good vanessa how did you get and i i'm gonna ask as though i'm just simply never been in this business but how did you get so good at impressions <laughs> you're <laughs> you're, no, you're I'm not. I'm genuinely wondering. Like, you're so good at it. So good. 
when you were little, were you just doing this? Um, I, I don't know. Of my teachers, I guess. I don't, I, I think we all, it's just from watching so much TV. <laughs> no, that's the saddest <laughs> that's fact. The, really. That's, that's what's so truth. sad about it is it's just, you watch people enough, you just start doing their voice. The people in the TV are your friends, as they are mine. <laughs> mm. Now, can we move on, or do you have a Heather or Mary Cosby and Jen you'd like to break out? I'm going to work on a Heather for next time. Please. 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 Okay, before Please. we go to break and then start with Atlanta, I, we owe you an apology. Danielle, you're not even aware of the misstep that we've made with Vanessa, that she made me aware of. Yeah, we do. Um, Vanessa, you let it was known to me the last time I saw you that I had attributed wrongfully, and you know we're not afraid to apologize on this show, Danielle. We've done it one time. In no. We have to do it many times. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. You know, you actually had brought our eyes and ears and hearts to 90 Day Fiance, and when we had my sister in law uh, Shira Casp on, I attributed you know, are following the show to her. And I apologize. I'm so sorry. You did. You did bring it to us. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So sorry. You know, I, I appreciate it. And here's the truth is that you guys attributed it to her. And then you kind of like, you kind of like mentioned my name kind of impact, like you sort of went, <laughs> you sort of Oh, went, like, I didn't even think I mentioned yeah, you. Yeah, I think you did. I think oh, you then went I don't like, feel oh, and bad. <laughs> <laughs> then what do you want from us? What do you want from us? We're a fucking podcast. Well, I want a full like segment. <laughs> right. Kind of. A dedication? Yeah. Dedication. And not only 90 Day, you also, when we were first getting to know you, emailed us several times about a specific episode of another show. You said if people haven't watched, like they don't even like reality TV, basically. And that is an episode of say yes to the dress and will <laughs> yes. you remind us what that episode is it is season 15 episode 9 it's called this is my fiance and this is my wife and <laughs> it is so fascinating all three couples but particularly this one man who comes in with his wife and his fiance and it's a whole thing and the way that the wife and fiance act is really interesting, but then also the way that the people at the bridal store act, which is very unprofessional. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> oh my God. I like how you call it unprofessional as to, to, to say the least. <laughs> we can't always keep our yeah professionalism on point. Let's take a quick break and come back with Vanessa Bayer and Atlanta. We're back. Guys, Atlanta this week. I love Atlanta. Oh, God bless so these good. women and what they give me in my lonely times at home. God. Now, can we talk about Marlo's new business, which I think is a great move for her, which is renting out her own clothing. <laughs> <laughs> in a kind of kiosk of, of sorts. Yeah, it seems to be a part of another store or like the back of a store. A lean-to. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, yeah, it, she's renting out her own clothes. And it's I guess it's just like you can come if you are that size. Right, right. And can I just ask this to, as well? She has a lot of really expensive designer clothes. Correct. How does everyone afford their clothes? Now, this is a question I ask on all of the housewives, um, houses and clothes. And I'm like, are they like, and I also thought this with Jersey, which is like they all have summer houses too. And I'm like, what are they? How does everyone have two houses? Like, I know. How does yeah. Melissa Gorga have a shore house? I know. I'm yes. shocked. I couldn't get a this. second house if I fucking cobbled <laughs> together every goddamn cent. I know. I had. People have 
designer clothes and not like just they just must have money. You know, Vanessa, there's some rumors circulating about about Marlowe's, you know, where her finances are coming from. I'm not subscribing to those rumors, so I don't want to hear about it, everyone. I'm just simply telling you to Google (laughs) it. (laughs) Google it. Okay. Okay. I don't know how these people's finances. Maybe the show just pays that well. Maybe they have other income sources. Well, I do believe that you make a lot of money. We'll get to it. But I do believe Grow with Gorga is a very lucrative. Sure. <laughs> Enterprise. Sure, sure, sure. You sure. know, I'm liking Marlo and Kenya. I do. I don't trust it. And I know I've turned on Kenya in the last couple episodes, but I don't know, for whatever reason, my heart was a bit warm seeing her show up to Marlo's weird store opening. <laughs> I don't trust Kenya right now. Yeah. She's in that place where, like, she's desperate for a friend. So I don't trust this friendship. And I, I worry that Marlo's going to get hurt. And I worry about the state of Marlo's heart. And yeah. so I don't like this friendship for Marlo. I don't. I think Portia's a better friend for her. And I yeah. think she's... I've turned. I'm like, of course. What was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> I just... I think as much as Marlo is funny and like zings people, you know, at their lowest, I think her heart is very tender. Um, <laughs> and I and I worry about her. And so I don't want this friendship for her. The only thing I like about the friendship is that they're both such so good at like truly burning each other in such a like they're both so sharp and funny that like it was getting to a point where like when they were in the same room it was getting so intense that like now that they're friends at least they're they aren't using their like forces against each other and that's that's and that's what i love about this show because i really and i'm a terrible person but it does kind of give me life to see two people that hate each other come together so strong it then alienates the nice people that have like been in their corner that whole time (laughs) they're like fuck you Portia and I just it's so dark and kind of like human nature-y and twisted that I kind of like it yeah yeah I mean Kenya literally took a marching band through Marlo's you know hair care line like like yeah. through her her debut. I'm loving Marlo's short hair in this episode. Yes. I thought it looked fresh, fresh, fresh. Yeah. I love Marlo. I really do. Yeah, I do too. Should we go to the Halloween party? Mm-hmm. Okay. This Halloween party. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know that every single thing on every single Housewives franchise is just them sitting in a room, like getting very dressed up to sit in a room. But exactly because of COVID, like we can't. Have... But also even before that, like even that's before COVID. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nothing oh really God. has changed there. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But now who is Fallon? She's a friend of Portia's who's very wealthy and married to an older gentleman. A 55-year-old gentleman, Which we find out. Which is basically my peer. <laughs> a person old. <laughs> Everyone's like, you're fucking that old man. I'm like, like he's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so she's kind of like with us and not with us. So she says, if you haven't seen it, she's going to throw this huge Halloween bash. And the women need to get dressed up. As they all do. I mean, people were wearing colored contacts to, fa- to match yes. their costumes. Everybody really threw themselves into yes. it, except for Portia, who came as a kitty cat. Yes. Well, yeah. there were different brands of cats. Like, Candy came as, like, a cat with, like, she had, like, a whole facial molding and stuff. And then we had... Drew. Drew, who came as cats from the movie Cats, which was almost the most yeah. upsetting cat. From the musical, which, to me, just cemented my love for Drew. Like, yes. I love her so much. And she's, like, now risen the ranks as one of my totally. favorites. And then Portia just came as like cat ears and like a bustier. It said on the screen, domestic cat. 
<laughs> I did see that. I wrote it down. It's it's domestic. Domestic cat. Oh my god! Oh, I did not see that. That's beautiful. Well, Portia made me laugh when she said, "You guys look like Broadway cats." I'm a puss puss. <laughs> It's the thing that I always would do when I go to Halloween parties where I'm like, I don't dress up at all. And I'm like, this is my, like, I try and make it seem like I had like a whole concept behind it. Of course. (laughs) Well, I did like Cynthia made me laugh as her hand sanitizer. Yes. Yes. That was a great costume. And then Shamia as an astronaut. (laughs) 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 For some reason, seeing Shamia come up with an astronaut costume, I died. And then Fallon as Medusa. That Medusa outfit was intense. Yeah. And then Toya burst in and someone called her a broke-ass mermaid. (laughs) I believe that was Fallon, I think. What was going on? Why was there sort of a red line line in the middle that was like, it started falling off her face at the end of the night. But there was like a red. Well, she had a net. She had a net on. She was wearing a net. Those don't (laughs) stay put. (laughs) But the the divider, was it like her mermaid com- like i couldn't quite tell what why right it's like it looked like it. when my brother went as half man half woman when he was like seven you know the divide down the middle but you're right i couldn't tell what we were dividing yeah like woman from fish net from person <laughs> i don't know i don't know and then basically fallon hypes up this party like we're going to a halloween like this might as well i don't even know you know like haunted hayride kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then they all come through fallon's garage and it is a bit scary like a man jumps out which in covid i don't want that you know no 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 it did feel scary only for them to burst after two seconds into the brightest lit kitchen (laughs) island i have ever seen and then they sit there with no food no to to not have a, a spread. Like it was just a couple of sandwiches, it seemed, and but or like a crudite. Which as Cynthia rudely said, Candy could eat all that. Oh <laughs> no, I saw that. I was like, Cynthia, please. Cynthia, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and Toya came in hot. Toya came in so hot. Toya wanted to have people feed her, and that was a bit like I, which to be fair, I was sort of like, this is a really huge, nice house. Like, is someone going to feed her? (laughs) Is someone going to serve her? Which is what she Like, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said it the way she said it. But I would have said, like, is your chef nearby or is your. (laughs) You would have asked something. You would have said passive aggressively. Is there a chef on the premises? Anybody? I would have said, so do I need to stand up and get my drinks or. Right. Kind of shamed them in just the asking of the question. Like your confusion would shame them. Yeah. That's nice, Vanessa. For that level of an estate, it feels. It should feel. But still, they don't seem to have any other COVID problems. Like it's not like, okay, I'm not having anyone near my house. But if you're going to have people to your house, then you should probably have Have one of the people who's dressed up as like a scary ghost come help with the drink. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Like Cynthia yeah. threw a wedding for 250 the week before, like yeah. one server. Toya, just to be yelling at the host, hostess, is it jealousy? Is it what is oh, it? I mean, no. She's yelling immediately. This ain't your property. Uh, you have three baby daddies. You're a hoe. Serve me. You know, it was a lot to be yelling at Fallon. Yeah. Who seems very nice. Totally Fallon nice. Fallon losing it. Running. Running. Whoa. I was looking for a golf club. We <laughs> Yes. 
<laughs> and the way they reacted to her running was so funny. <laughs> and and um, Portia being like, the only way I knew it was her because one of her Medusa snakes was on the floor or whatever. <laughs> and then when they, how dare they have a close-up of that Medusa snake? I don't even care <laughs> if they filmed it later. It was so good. Dude. But the way she scamper clawed, it was like something out of Lord of the Rings. Or like, ah, ah, ah. like she scampered like because and she was in costume so i'm sure she was like slip sliding yeah <laughs> in tights <laughs> to get a golf club to beat toya to death oh my gosh it was it and was... then everyone running after her it was like an episode and i'm gonna date myself here and this is even pre-me like but an episode of benny hill which is people just running after each other through the house <sighs> Oh. oh my god, I needed it. It really made me laugh. But I need like I I, I kind of need Toya to like redeem herself. Like I just feel like Toya has burst onto the scene and just been kind of nasty to everybody. And it's sort of like if that's her only level, it's like I just But she also made out with Portia, which was a nice level. And you know what I mean? Like, we have <laughs> that was levels. a really nice I level. Think we, yeah. That was a nice level. <laughs> We've gotten a few <laughs> levels with her. I don't mind. Right. And I like her trying to turn that into the reason. She's like, well, I think the issue is that we kissed to Portia. And Portia's like, what? <laughs> yes. Making no sense in her talk with Portia. Portia's like, no, you don't understand. I'm telling you we're going to have a problem if we continue this line of talking. And Toya's like, what line? It, it was so, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't even understand what was happening. That's what I liked about it. And she was like, and I, and she was like, and I need to know the root of your issues with Kenya. And Portia's like, no, like, <laughs> get out of no. here. Yes. And I kind of like seeing Kenya on her heels where Kenya cares about that relationship. And then Toya's telling her business to everyone about alimony and... I don't know. I think I to me, that's an interesting plot line. But Toya is wild. I love Drew. I'm just liking what I'm seeing. Yes. The new cast members have come alive and really helped the franchise. You know, even Shamia in the little parts that she plays. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to see her. It was nice of her to come down from space (laughs) and be with us. I mean, I don't have any more on Atlanta. Do you guys? No, I don't, Vanessa. I know. I just, the only thing that I thought was like after that party, how Candy and Drew must have felt like taking off all their prosthetic makeup to just that they put so much effort in just to sit in a kitchen. <laughs> how that must yes. have felt, the hours of taking off. And putting on. Candy was in that yes. makeup chair for three hours and yes. so was Drew. Uh, yes, at, at least, at least. That was as, some intense makeup and prosthetic. As Kenya said, genuinely not even really trying to be funny. She just said this was not the turn up I expected. <laughs> <laughs> if we if we really think about it, Portia, Portia was came the best dressed in the terms of like for what we were doing, Portia was the most appropriate. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Portia was the right level. <laughs> but came the latest. Yeah. Of course. As you should to someone's kitchen. <laughs> yes. I really, Candy is bringing me life this season, which I as you know, I, I spoke about her in the past as maybe she's more disposable. I love her. I just love and her. I love her. <sighs> and Portia not recognizing Candy was so funny. <laughs> It's like, there's only seven of us. Who do you think she is? She was like, who are you? <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. Um, all right, should we move on to New Jersey? Yes. Now, I like that we're getting different seasons depending on the city. Because in Atlanta, we're in the fall, obviously. But in Jersey, it's the height of summer. <laughs> yeah. Jersey yes. Shore. <laughs> yeah, New Jersey, I felt, started with a bang. We had some beautiful words from Jen. 
in which she said, last night was a bad night. Not only did I vomit all over Bill's Ferrari, but I vomited in my foyer. Oh, I I wrote that down. She goes, I threw up all over my foyer. (laughs) And then we see her cleaning it. And I didn't think Jen could pull together a reference like this, which is dumb, but it did make me laugh. And she said, out damn spot. Yes, me too. I was like, she's quoting Shakespeare. She's cleaning. I'm charmed by her. Charmed. (laughs) Cleaning up her vomit from her like borderline alcoholism. I love (laughs) it. I bet on my life, on my life, that Jen does not have any idea that that's from Shakespeare. It's probably from like a Scrubbing Bubbles commercial. Like I (laughs) stake my life on that. You're right. She doesn't know the source. No, she's like, I heard it on a commercial. Again, (laughs) not that you're smarter if you know Shakespeare, who cares? But at the same time, I just... You know what bothered me this week in pop culture? That is so such an old lady weird thing to care about. But I saw that... Well, who's that Olsen? Elizabeth. 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 I read it's like the internet is blowing up over Elizabeth's father's brave words, which is no is a complete sentence. I'm like, you motherfuckers, that's Oprah. (laughs) These young people are like skipping over the fact of who said this. It's like she's like, my father gave me some beautiful advice. No is a complete sentence. And everyone's like, thank you, Elizabeth Olsen's father. I'm like, no, (laughs) Oprah. For whatever reason, I was in my car. God damn it. These kids know nothing. (laughs) It's like, learn your references. And like, and also the Olsen father, and I'm just going to say that you put three of your kids in a showbiz when they were children. So I don't don't know that I trust you. Elizabeth's doing better than I am. Okay. they're all doing better than I am. (laughs) I wish Paul Wilson had given me a head start. Oh, please. I begged my parents. My parents said, if you want this business, you have to call the agencies yourself. So there I was in South Florida at the age of 12 calling up (laughs) South Florida talent agencies. (laughs) At the age of what? Oh, my God. (laughs) 12? Looking them up in the phone book and calling them myself. And saying what? (laughs) I'd like representation. I didn't even know you could get representation. I I don't know that I, I I think I had seen it somewhere or something. I called talent agencies, again, not in the biggest entertainment capitals of the world, um, but, you know, just in my local phone book, looked them up in the yellow pages and called them myself. (laughs) I saw an ad in the paper for The Miracle Worker, a community theater production. I made my dad take me, you know, try out for Helen Keller. And Mm -hmm. they gave me the sides. And I said to the woman genuinely, because I do think this is a genuine question, how am I supposed to read these if I'm playing blind? (laughs) But I did. And wow. And did you get it? No, I did not. Tough. Did you do, did you perform, Vanessa? When you were younger? I did a little thing called Stagecrafters. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Which was, um, I guess, kindergarten through seventh grade, the after school theater program. And yeah, I had some amazing parts. I was Mrs. Darling and Tiger Lily. I was the blue fairy for one out of three performances of the community production of Pinocchio. Yeah, I had some really big... It's It's really funny because I... I, they have a, they have a stage crafters camp every summer and they asked me to talk to the kids on zoom. And I like this over the summer because they, they had like zoom camp and I was like, Oh, of course. Like I, you know, I felt bad for them that they couldn't do actual, you know, in-person stage crafters camp. But I realized I have so much like animosity towards the program because I always felt like I was getting, you know, not cast to my talent. And so I kind of like passive aggressively brought it up in front of the kids in a way that I feel Made me look, mm-hmm. made them disappointed. In <laughs> They're like, it's not the same administration here. That's <laughs> yeah. not our fault. <laughs> yeah. 
I was always given a role, and I might have said this on the podcast before. Like, I always saw myself as more of an ingenue. You know, I saw myself as an Annie. I saw myself Helen Keller, (laughs) Helen Keller as a Kim in my Bye and was always given a more usually male and comedic role. Um, so, so it's like drunk man in Guys and Dolls. You know what I mean? Or like, uh, you know, in Annie, I was one of the Hoovervilles. Like, <laughs> yes, I, I, I kind of gave you my best parts, but I was mostly that. I was an eel in The Little Mermaid. Mm. The te- and I remember the teacher being like, the eel is a really good part. If you got like, we could write down. This is when we were really young. <laughs> we wrote down the parts we wanted, and I and I was the eel, and I thought. So she kind of guided you toward the eel. Yeah. Like. Wow. Not towards Ursula, who I have said before, Ursula is the greatest musical theater theater character we have. It's such a great part. Uh, it's tough to be told at twelve that you're a character actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like you'll be playing men or women 50 up. Yeah, that's something you want at when you are that age. But to be like a character actor <laughs> a child is tough. Now, guys, in New Jersey, I have a question about David. So there was a lot going on this week about kind of delving into David and Dolores's yes. relationship. I yes. honestly, I don't see a problem. Am I crazy? I'm like, she's got Frank. I don't know. I'm just kind of like in, in some ways she's getting what she needs out of both men and two halves are making a whole. But here's my question. Does David want to be with Dolores or does he just not want to be on the show? He does. He's a doctor. He's a doctor, but it seems to go beyond the show because he she's not getting enough from him in life. It seems. I think she would be okay if he wasn't on the show, but it seems she's not getting enough from him in life. And he's at the point of his career and his life where he doesn't have to be working as hard as he is in terms of like having more time for her. I know he's a doctor, but he's also in his like, I want to say late fifties. Um, So he can t- make his hours a little bit more. I mean, mm. I don't know anything about the profession, but if Tiffany's making her hours, <laughs> I can't don't know anything about the profession. No, <laughs> I don't know a thing about doctoring, but, uh, But it does seem like when you're older, you're not like on rounds in the hospital, you know, having to like work your way up and work crazy hours. Not that you're not on call, but I think you can have days off and stuff. I don't know. I I feel like Dolores is kind of in love with Frank still, but that she's he hurt her. So she's not willing to like go to him in like a romantic. I don't know. It's really it really is. I did love what Jen said, even if it's not true. I liked what Jen said about like, it's funny that that Dolores keeps telling Teresa like what her value is in like finding a man and she can't see that for herself. I was like, Jen, first Shakespeare. (laughs) And now this. And it was really genuine the way Jen said it. Yeah. Like she really wants that for Dolores. And I've always said, I think Dolores is a great person. And for whatever fucking reason she has gotten behind Teresa, like Dolores is the kind of friend you want in your corner. Let me tell you. The way she defends this dumb dumb is just the, the nasty dumb dumb. And granted, like you're like, yeah, Teresa's been through a lot, but also Teresa's not a total victim. Teresa was yeah. part of what happened to her. You know what I mean? And so I'm not saying she deserved everything that happened to her, like her parents and you know, and having a terrible husband. But I also don't think she's totally innocent in it. And so let's not take her out of the form. Dolores sort of takes her out of the formula of what she's done a little bit, giving, yeah, having no accountability. But I love Dolores. And I liked spending time with her family this week. Her daughter. Was, her daughter. It was so funny. They they sort of switch roles. Like when yeah. or when Dolores was like, 
we're, we're going to the beach with the guys and the girls. And her daughter was like, you can't wear that. Like, it was just so funny. Well, that is all the housewives. I feel like in order to be cast, you have to have a kind of misidentification with your daughter where right. the daughter is the mom. Like that to me is the first question they ask. Like, does your daughter parent you? You're cast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a, a prerequisite. For yeah. Sure. On the way to the shore, I just felt so happy to be in the car with Frank driving. I felt protected. Yeah. Here he is driving Dolores up front. Again, his ex-wife, who he earlier said he wanted to bend over the counter. Mm. And then... To see in the backseat, Teresa and Jen and Teresa's blank look on her fucking face. Well, she can't move her face. So that's one strike against her. Just kind of just she's like, eh, just a blank frozen face the entire time. But I've never identified more with Teresa than when she opened the car door and we saw stuffed in the side door a Dunkin Donuts iced coffee that was white. The amount of (laughs) half and half and milk she put in there. I was like, oh, that's Teresa's little indulgence. There's her treat. A white coffee. I love (laughs) it. I felt really at ease in this episode. Again, in the fact that we have not been away, we have not been out of our houses. I felt on vacation. Frank is watching the sauce. You know, (laughs) yes. Frank is watching the sauce. Frank is watching the sauce. I don't want that sauce burned. We're getting ready. Frank, come in and watch the sauce. Everybody's in the pool. Like, Like, I just felt so happy. Didn't you feel good pulling up to Melissa and Joe's house? And she's like, oh, I I felt the energy's good there. I just felt like I like being here in their home. Me too. too. I'm at the shore and I've never been happier to be at the shore. We're we're eating eating pasta. We're eating chicken cutlets. Look, was I, it made me so hungry. The way that they're all so good at cooking yes. was, is like so comforting and I love it. It's like they just know what to do. I like having so much food so around. So much food and not a recipe in sight because they know no. what they're doing. Yeah. They know from the old country, the sausage yes. and peppers. They know what to make. You know who I felt sad for? I all related to like this is where I felt um, my my Judaism Oh, and my percolating <laughs> it was Jackie at the table. And they're like, she's going to cry again. Oh, my God. That was so funny. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm really fine. And they're like, she's crying. <laughs> and I don't know if it was just who I am as a person, but just like all these Italians basically being like, she's weak. <laughs> Look, as an Italian, I felt the opposite. Like, <laughs> Like just they just sort of like made her feel so. (laughs) Guys, I don't love Jackie. Look, well, again, because they're uh, not that we should love Jackie, but they're making her look like nothing to do with her religious beliefs. No, please, no, (laughs) no, I don't take it as that. But it's just that they're all just like she's gonna cry, she's gonna be, she's gonna fall apart. (laughs) What I just wish Jackie would do is like. I do feel like a lot of the women are on her side and I wish she would not like the thing she said about jail to tr- oh, it's it like so stupid. It's just like just everyone is like rooting for you. So like you're in the right here. So like don't 
say something that then makes people be like, oh, that was a shitty thing to say. You but know? Also, you can tell she had it in her back pocket. Like, it was yeah. just, and it was so first thought to me. It's like, well, you've been to jail. It's like, yeah, no fucking duck. I kind of appreciated when Teresa was like, yeah, I have. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a fact of my life that we all know incredibly well. But Teresa, yeah. stu- you know, also, though, what annoyed me was Teresa's stupid stuff. And yes, Teresa's such a dum-dum that it was probably the smartest thing that she's ever done. But like, her just being like, I got something planned. And then to give them all these dildo, like it, it was so, like, and then be like, shove this up shove your this ass, up your Jackie. Ass. It was like, oh god, it felt so sweaty to me. I was like, it felt so, so sweaty. Like she'd been planning to say it for so long, and it was kind of, and and also like Jackie's reaction was like, good for Jackie, like very yeah. small. Like she was like, okay. <laughs> okay but she can't like i got something planned for tonight we knew it the whole episode i got something planned and it's like what's Teresa gonna do and then she comes out with these beautiful bags and then she's like but because when you're working on something so long it doesn't come out like well she was like eh, shove it up your ass <laughs> i feel like i've been hearing some tittering do you know how naive i am like when jackie's like evan didn't cheat i'm like he didn't. Jackie told us that. But I've been hearing some titterings that others think he absolutely did. What do you think, Vanessa? Well, I thought it was interesting that when they were saying that Marge's Joe was saying that like he heard it in town. I think what he said in to town, the guys on boys what? night was that he heard it in his house. Right. So it's like he heard it in his house because everyone was all those women were talking about it. Same women. In his house. I don't believe he ever said he heard it in town. I believe he said, I heard it. And then in his testimonial, he said, I hear everything because of my everyone comes to my house. I I felt like that was him trying to clean up his mess later, that he was kind of being like, I I have heard this a little, but but also being like, I don't think it's true, but I've heard it. I don't know. Joe Beningo or whatever the hell his name was (laughs) is. He fuck I thought he fucked up and Marge's horror. I was like, what did you say? It was almost like a mom would scream at her kid, a son, if he had done something inappropriate. It did make me laugh. I don't know, Vanessa. I could be wrong. Yeah, you're, that's a good point, though. I don't know. I felt like someone He was something. in his testimonial trying to... But I love Marge being like, if he, he didn't hear it anyway. I hear it in town. Like, she's the eyes and the ears of the town. <laughs> this town what town? Lakes. I think Franklin Lakes. Is that <laughs> Franklin what the town is? Oh, but you guys, the saddest moment. I miss Nono. I started crying when they had Nono on and he cooking and the, the yeah. and then he couldn't walk. Like I was in tears. Yeah. That was very sad. Very sad. Well, should we move on to <laughs> Dallas? <laughs> to should Dallas? we take a break and go to Dallas? Yeah. Right. Let's go on down south. We're back in Dallas. Now, Deandra trying constantly misnaming Tiffany's children. I was like, stop trying, Deandra. Like, she just kept going Look, for Twins it. are hard. I, I, yes. I have some gals playing my twins on a show. I haven't even tried, though. But that's what I mean. Stop trying. Right. Stop yeah. trying. Like, it's just, she keeps doing it to them. She's like, you're this and you're that. And they're like, no. You're this and you're that. It's like, just stop. Just Le- stop, Leave it Deandra. alone. Leave, leave it. it. Let just it girl- leave. Cuties. Cuties. Girls. Little anyway. sweeties, yeah. Little sweeties. Yeah. Like he- Darling, <laughs> just stop. Guys, I was so proud of Tiff this week. Yeah. Uh, Cameron said it so condescendingly, but the spirit was right when she was like, Tiff takes a note. 
Like she knows yes. how to pull a party together now. And she took her feedback. She pulled a great party together that I wanted to be at that luau. Yes. She yes. was like, enough. I fucked up on multiple parties now with pizzas and rolls. And, and I thought she threw a gorgeous, fun, elevated party. And I feel like Tiff it has an easy breezier side. It just hasn't come to bear yet. And I... Yes. I just felt she was fun. She looked beautiful. Like she got her day off. I'm so happy. And I genuinely cried when Tiff's mom was like, no, you deserve a day off. Oh, yes. That was so what a nice interaction they had. I I also was, you know, I'm a little surprised by how much how comfortable she is. Her mom maybe doesn't watch the show because she keeps saying like, my mom only comes to me when she needs something. Yeah, that's a tough, it's a tough thing to keep saying about your mom on a television show. But then I was like, maybe her mom has like no interest in watching. I don't know. I mean, I, get, I will say because it's so honest and that's what we need in our housewives is yes. just complete honesty. But I also feel like, ooh, like, like if that's, yeah. Yeah. Although I do feel appreciative. Like she's telling that story of immigrant parents who, you know, it, it's, it seems like such a, obviously I don't know, but a very complex heart-wrenching story of like, her mom, the push-pull of her parents wanting her to succeed so badly with yeah. love behind it. Sacrificing so much. sacrifice. Right. Yes. To give her a better life. And so you feel that. And she feels that pressure because it's like my parents sacrificed everything so that I could have that. So it's her parents, but it's also, I think, Tiffany putting that pressure yeah. on herself, as we all do as children whose parents have you know, given up anything to give them a better life. So it is her mom, I'm sure. But it's also Tiffany saying like they gave up everything and now I owe them this. Yeah. Which is tough. I I get that feeling. Yeah. I love her. I love Tiffany. And I love that they own so many hotels. Like then I'm like, this is where the money's coming from. They own a bunch of hotels and they have good jobs. Like it just all makes sense to me. And it is, it is very like, I it love seeing their house. <laughs> right, because so many housewife stories don't make sense. Yeah, we don't just know where like, their money is coming from. Right, we we're like, no we can't idea. add this up. We've, we're no longer doing the math even. Even when like Mary Cosby is like, I, I, we own all these houses. You're like, what? Where are, are you? They? Yeah, where did how? they come? Where's how? like, uh, Tiffany, I don't know how they got, but they have these hotels and they're so rich and they have a, such a nice house and closet. And closet! <laughs> and wine cellar. Yes. Yeah, you're like, well, is this all the church's money? Like where? Yes. Like, that's where you're like, how can all these people be paying for all these? How, like it's shot, you know, it's like. I just want it to make sense. I'd like a running tab in the bottom screen of just like bank account as it's going up and down, just fluctuating. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when we're on a woman's story, just like, where are we at? Mm -hmm. Now, I want more cam and I need more cam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When cam yes. said, oh, I haven't looked at an electricity bill, girl. Oh, that was tough. I was, well, she doesn't know any, like, all I do is know my bills. Like, just like to not know, to have never seen an electric. It is, bill. it does feel, yeah, Ugh. tough. But this is why I also love court. I think because I do so much of that stuff in my household, I do feel a kind of like, oh, to be taken care of that way. I know it's fucking backwards. I know it. Okay. I know it. But I would be lying if I didn't say there's something comforting about watching Frank drive him to the shore house, watching court be yes. like, I got this. Even though, again, it seems he has no faith in his wife's abilities or, yes. you know, yes. yes, I get all that. There's a part of us all that wants to be a child again, you know? And I yeah. think men want that too. They oh. want a woman to take care of them. And it's like, I'm like, who's taking care of me? Yeah. Now, I have a question about Cam's dress. 
Which one? <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. You don't say yes to it. This was, this was yeah, I don't say this. I thought she looked great, but it was unclear whether she had like a white corset on under. I don't, it seems like you guys are not responding to this. No, I'm, I'm but right like, there. Was, was she just trying to cover up more or did the dress have that white? Like, I, I thought she looked so great from the front. And then there was like this big corset in the back that seemed like she had put on maybe to maybe to cover up more. I couldn't quite tell what was going on with it. A lot of her outfits are hard to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at first glance, they're one thing. And then at second glance, I, I agree. I was kind of wondering what what's going on there. I couldn't, I couldn't um, quite she figure it out. She has a great fashion sense. I mean, that's never been one of her best. Qualities. Yeah. No, she's just desperately L, trying to L Woods things. Right, 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 right. Her little white tennis shoes. <laughs> I'd like to bring up Deandra again real quick when she Well, says, your fascination with Deandra I, you know, I does not a, end. Indeed. Never ends. She says she has really tried to control her emotions this season, which I would say it's quite the opposite. Like her trying, <laughs> I feel like, is bringing out the worst. Like all we've seen is screaming, crying, running. Um, so under the care of this shaman, I'm not saying like we all have our <laughs> our religions and healers and so i don't blame it it can be anything you want but i don't maybe this hairstylist slash healer is not doing the best for her you know sometimes healing brings up a lot (laughs) but i do think when she sat down with d d just has no ability it's like yeah deandra may have said that she probably did say i'm changing my names to simmons to get further fine but what d doesn't understand is the impact it has to repeat that as a mother yeah yeah she's like but it's true but she, but I think she does understand the impact and is trying to humiliate her. Daughter. Right, right. Couple questions about the story she told two episodes ago, where she was like, <laughs> Please. "I looked out for this man, Simmons. Yeah. I followed Simmons. him, and they didn't have the internet back then, so she really had to track him." But she was not. That's not Deandra's dad. So she, she was stepdad. So, so she was married. To, or she was divorced. And when was she looking? At what stage in her previous marriage was she in when she was? looking for Glenn Simmons when she was like, I'm going to marry that man. Was she, she was married to someone else and she was like, I'm going to marry. I got the sense she was divorced from DeAndre's dad. I don't, I have no idea. We don't know that. Okay. But my point is just like, I I think maybe to D the idea that like Simmons can take you further is like smart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I also feel like if DeAndre just said like, yeah, I, I wanted to be like taken more seriously. So I like use that as my last name. Like when I was young. Yeah. Who now can't? you're right because D is like, oh, I said the same thing. It's just both the way D, the way D said it was like make Deandra look so terrible. But you're right, D had basically said not one scene earlier, like, yeah, I did that too. She could have said, I learned it from you, mom. I learned it from you, and that right. would have been the correct response. But she didn't. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. The other thing I thought was so funny about Deandra in that scene is like she's talking about her brother, and she's like. I feel like if I hadn't changed my last name that he would, you know, maybe he thinks would be different. And it's like, no, you took all of his estate money. That's what he's mad about. He doesn't care about your last name. And I didn't piece that together because that's pretty rotten, which is. (laughs) (laughs) I love rotten. That's a job. She is rotten to the core. (laughs) It's pretty rotten to say, I am you, my father, you didn't take care of me. You didn't love me. Fuck you. I'm going to get ahead. And I'm going to literally abandon your name. Take, throw out the name that I was given by you. Take my new father, my new rich daddy's name, right? Then 
when it's time for the money to be divvied up to take your brother uh, money, not give him anything. Yeah, fuck you, Deandra. Yeah, well, and then fuck she you. was taking them to court because she didn't feel her dad had left her enough, essentially. And it's like, could this trace back to the name? <laughs> she is awful. Yeah. I don't know. It's all very... <sighs> it's... Now, here's a storyline I could do without Carrie and her daughters. Oh. The way that it's so crazy. I was taking notes on it and I wrote next to it, boring. <laughs> yes. Boring. It just boring. Also, it's so like, Carrie, where have you been? Like all of a sudden she's figure she's figuring out that she needs to like talk to them about her divorce. It's like, it's so transparent to me that she just wants to look like yep. she's like a good mom. And she ta- they've been your daughters for a long time. You've been divorced for a long time. This is when you choose to finally talk to them about it. Yep. I feel like in the car on the way over, she was like, guys, you got to just forgive me here. This is what's going to happen. Like, she was just like, sorry, I never talked to you guys. And they're crying and they're like 30 and they're like, thanks, mom. And then she's like, all I want to be is thought of as a great mom. <laughs> Carrie's so fucking full of it, uh, in my opinion. Yes. Car- I agree. Fucking full of it and full of issues. But she's a good time. She's a good time gal. But I don't find her fun. Mm. I don't know. I find her almost like bullying. Yes, when she's chasing Tiffany with like pole that can catch on fire, (laughs) it was just like, just put it down. She tortures Tiffany, you guys. She's constantly throwing her in water, chasing like she. (sighs) How about I've never seen such shade thrown truly in a subtle way. Like maybe you guys don't even think it was shade. But when she was like, Tiffany was so nice. She gave me a basket of hot sauce to thank me for the party I gave her. Just a bunch of different hot sauces. And I love that. That was a mistake for Tiffany's part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Last thing. Can we just talk about the trip we took to wherever the hell we went on that private jet to see the lockers that Stephanie had built a disadvantaged high school? Look, I have to say that the first high school lockers looked like my high school lockers. So maybe it had been destroyed, but their destroyed locker room looked like the locker room I grew up with. So... Look, there's small causes and there's big causes. And Stephanie <laughs> so seems like, to have set her sights on smaller cause. And great. And I will say that the locker rooms that they got were amazing. Are like amazing. That the guys like, got. The women's weren't. Mm, Vanessa. Again, just like the trouble in the NCAA right now, the women's locker room is not up to par. I don't know if you also thought this, but when I heard she's redoing their lockers, I thought like book, like their book locker, like their <laughs> the, right, actual, the lockers in the school. Yeah, like for their books and so that they can learn. I think it's a sports locker. It's a sports locker room, which I thought I feel like that makes Travis proud. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. Like he's he doesn't care about books and learning. Yeah. And you could tell she was so disappointed there wasn't like the big reveal with like a marching band in the whole school. She's like, because of COVID, we just, you know, a couple guys came out. And that one guy when he's like, this means more than, you know. And I know she was like, <laughs> please cry. And he just couldn't get it up. He you was like, so thank it. you guys. Thank you. And she was wearing that shield that kind of looked like an old, what do you call it? Kind of nautical, but yes. gold buttons um, on it. Yes, yeah, like a captain's, like a like a yacht captain. A major wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. And Brandy was like, these lockers are beautiful. <laughs> I hate Brandy. I hate, hate, hate. Uh, By the way, 
And is that other woman, Jen, just like Brandy? Like, why is we? I don't know. She was a friend of that didn't make it, and that's always hard because you can't cut around. You just couldn't well, cut it, I guess you can't cut around because it's because at least I was just thinking about like she's at the same level of things as the woman whose name I can't think of on New York, who is like Ramona's friend. Yes, Elise. Elise, but like Elise had like a storyline, kind of like she, like Jen has not. Yeah. What happened was Jen was a new cast member with Tiffany. They had added both of them. Then Jen went through a terrible divorce. And part of their kind of divorce was that Jen could not air. I think if she wanted to keep her kids, something dark happened and they were pissed. What I read and they had to fully cut around her, although apparently she allowed and her ex-husband allowed her to say on camera that she wanted to snip her labia and make it short. (gasps) Yes, we did hear that. We That was like, okay, she gave us that. But that's it. I didn't know that was a possibility, which was trim, curtain trim. <laughs> Can you imagine going under for that? We've had, we've been through enough with our vaginas. Do we need any A curtain vaginas? trim. <laughs> also just was like, now I do feel bad. That makes sense that she was like going through something and that's why they can't. But like, that's the one thing that they air. Right. But please iron that out before you get here. Yeah. Yeah. Iron that out. And iron those curtains too. And if that's because that's the only detail we've gotten about her. And that's that's hard. That's for all that to I be know the about one her. thing that America knows about you. <laughs> a very <laughs> tough detail to have come to the surface. You know, that really turned my stomach and it made me feel sad for her. It made me feel sad for me. Look, I'm 40. I'm going to be getting stuff done. You are guys very quickly going to see me online and be like, whoa, that's not what we remember <laughs> her to look like. But wow, that seems like that made me sad. Yeah. And made me like, Bleh. I don't need, I don't want to get like maim my genitals. Yeah. I don't of my own get, design. Yeah. I don't want to taper my vet. And she vagina. said it like in a bunch of different ways. She, yeah. She was like, trim the curtains, cut the girls. I don't know. She was like, <laughs> like I was like, 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 cut off the gobbler. <laughs> yeah. It was like, man, yeah. like, shave you. down the clitty sides. It was like, <laughs> Oh, it was, and it was so, and it was like that's all we get to hear it's about. All her, I know. And she's like, trim up those roast beef flaps. I'm like, oh, Jen. So, I didn't even know her name. I just knew that her vagina needed trimming. That it's dragging. Uh-huh. That it's dragging on the ground like a jellyfish tail. <laughs> You're right. That was hard. Well, Guys. Vanessa. Is this how it ends? This is how it ends. And is this how it ended for Jen? I think this is the right note. It I feels. meant I meant the podcast. Oh, yeah. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> These are the notes we're able to strike. And for it to feel in harmony, this is how we can end a program. Of course. This isn't a sitcom, Vanessa. We don't have to wrap it up and learn a lesson. No, we don't have to have a, a, a nice joke to go out on. We really right, just have right. to. Again, we will sit in this. We will sit in the uncomfortability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Bayer, thank you for your impressions and your beautiful <laughs> thoughts. You. you brought us domestic cat domestic. <laughs> on the bottom of the screen with Portia. Oh, gosh. Oh, thank Bayer, you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. This was wonderful. And everybody check her out in Barb and Star. She's so funny. The movie's so funny. It's so great. So thank great. You. And thank you to our producer, Renee. Thank you to Caitlin, our editor. Thank you, Kim Cooper. Thank you to Earwolf. Thank you, Danielle. Hmm. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>